welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Sydney. I can be found on Ravelry as Sydney Knits, um, on YouTube as The Feral Housewife, and um, if you need to email me, you can email me at theferalhousewifepodcast at gmail.com. So welcome back. Um, most everybody would be new <laughs> at this point, so if you're new, uh, I appreciate if you would hit the like button if you are enjoying it and um, the subscribe and notify it'll help the channel um, with the algorithms though I don't completely understand all the algorithms um, it is somewhat helpful if you're listening to the audio component and would like to watch the video component it's on YouTube uh, the feral housewife it has the same logo as the audio portion I just extract the audio so I try to be um, as descriptive as I can verbally um, for the people that aren't necessarily watching but are listening. So I'm in the yard area. We had quite a significant amount of snow. So if you hear noise, um, that's where it's from. And so like I've mentioned before, I live in the United States in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. Um, we have six children a few farm animals here and there, and what have you. So, um, let's get into it. I have some, or one finish object, um, nope, two finish objects. What I've been doing, works in progress, and just a very small acquisition. Not a heck of a lot in that department. So the finished object is what I'm wearing. It is the uh, Comfort Cardi, let me stand up so you can see the detail pocket. Um, knit in a little contrasting and I think they call it it's two different things on Ravelry it's it's a little ball of leftovers that I had from it um, on Ravelry if you just heard something I dropped my acquisition we'll get to that later um, it's listed as the creature not creature comfort island knit that a long time ago the comfort cardi or some or comfort pullover um, it's in my um, project uh, notebook on Ravelry, and but the pattern itself is only available through a kit from Tidal Yarns, and it's the high low cardi or high low pullover. Sorry, I want it to be a cardigan, maybe. Oh. Um, so it's only one size. So that would be my downside on it is that it's not necessarily size inclusive although I consider myself um to be fluffier so uh, I suppose you could um size it up um it's knit from the top down it's a raglan increases so what you would run out of if you purchased as a kit is yarn because let me reach up I don't know where the yarn lives this is the basket of like scraps and bits and bobs. So this is all I have left of the gray and this is all I have left of the contrast. So when you pick out your colors, um, I bought mine at Rhinebeck so, because I wanted to see if I really, really wanted it. Um, but at any rate, um, when you pick out your colors, I would say you would have to get another um, skein of the main color way. Um, the, it's a seed stitch, 
Initially, what I was thinking is to weigh this and split it in half and pull back my seed stitch cuff and um, knit a little more and then add some length. But because I wear this sweater um, almost as outerwear over a linen dress, the shortness on the sleeve is not something that bothers me because um, it's actually not short. It's just I typically knit my sleeves a lot longer because I like them to come down to about here. I've just realized I have soot on my hands from the fireplace downstairs, but I usually knit them longer. So the yarn is a two-ply. It's considerably a rustic feel. I read online that Tidal Yarns has their yarn um, spun at the Green Mountain Spinnery. And um, I don't know if that's true for all their yarns. I would have to ask, but I could see that. It has um, it has a very similar feel. Not, and I don't mean the wool, I mean the plying. Um, so it sounds like that to me. Um, I have not blocked it. I just wore it um, and the other day and I wore it again. The It has a split hem and so the hem is flipping up. So I'm really hoping that will block out. Um, I've had sweaters where they, it has blocked out and then I've also had sweaters where I felt like I was battling it. I went down a needle size when I went to the seed stitch which was as per the pattern instructions. I don't usually or don't always do that. Sometimes I'm a bit of a lazy knitter. Won't get up and go get the other needle or what have you. And I almost feel like if you don't change the needle size, um, that can happen. So at any rate, um, I don't know where we were about what I was going to cast on next on the last episode or not. So I'll just tell you what I did. I cast on Vinter Soul by Jennifer Steinkas. And um, so here is the yoke. And down to, oh, I, let me unpin the hem. This hem was also flipping up. And um, nothing against the pattern, just probably me. This is the base of the sweater. So it has a colorwork yoke and a colorwork base. I am knitting this in the practice yarn from White River Junction Mill. And these are natural, the natural colors. So I wasn't sure. Um, I knit the body, got the body done. This is less than a week. Um, I think these are size six or size seven needles. I think six, six. Um, the contrasting colors, I was running low on the gray. Um, so the main body is the chocolate color and then the color work yoke is gray and um, cream, white color. And so what I opted to do because the yoke um, is not a rib up there, it's an applied to stitch I cord. I went ahead and weighed the little bit of um, gray I had after I knit the color work portion on the sleeve 
I weighed what I had left and then I knit this I applied I cord and so what I figured is if I had enough to knit the other sleeve then I would use the applied I cord in the gray as the bind off on the sleeve and it would kind of it would match the bind off on the neckline and match the color of the bind off on the on the um, body so I did I had 14 grams when I knit the I cord and then I had nine grams remaining I don't think I would have had enough to do the one and a half inches of two by two ribbing that the pattern called for so what made this pattern a little more interesting for me as a knitter to knit was it is uh, provisionally cast on and knit from the base of the yoke upward bound off and then you're picking up the sleeves and the body from the provisional cast on and knitting down so the having that hybrid I've knit a top-down color work I've knit top-up color work and you know not color work as well top, bottom up and top down but I haven't done it that way so I have I'm probably going to have to wind this one into a ball this other skein of the chocolate colorway into a ball for to finish the sleeve and then I will have this much left over um, I actually went and got more yarn because it's not it's not like there's a dye lot, it's their practice yarn. So when it's gone, it's gone type deal as far as like what fleece they threw in to make this. So I figured, well, let me get it. And um, it's a rustic wool. I have, um, the sheep definitely were in a field because I picked out some vegetable matter, quite a significant amount. Um, not an amount where I'd be like, oh, I don't want to have that. Um, oh, I just remembered there's another FO. Let me pause this and grab it. Okay, I just called the kid. Oh, I'm gonna have to combine the videos. Um, I forgot to show. So, any rate, um, so I got four extra um, skeins, which technically that means I didn't need any, probably. Um, so I will keep it, or I will send it to a friend as like a gift. I don't know. Um, it will live amongst the stash yarn. So. I'm hoping that I will be done with this sleeve tonight, this other sleeve, and then I will cast on my next project, but we'll see. So that's where we are with that. Um, the FO, the two FOs I forgot to mention. Um, this one I forgot to mention last time. This was a little kit that I picked up in Rhinebeck. It's for either a child size or adult size. You can knit either. Um, little color work, stranded color work hat with ear flaps with a simple single crochet edging and the little sheep with the garter ridges are adorable and so I had finished that but I had forgotten to even talk about it because it just went in the mudroom in the cubby for 
um, my youngest to wear. So this is the FO I forgot about. This is the Forager sweater by Melody Hoffman. And um, B Mandarin, I believe, is what she is on um, YouTube. So this is knit. I believe I knit it with the recommended needle size. Um, it's knitted. Uh, it's knit for my eldest daughter. It is Malabrigo with a strand of the farmer's daughter silk mohair. And I had run out of the silk mohair. And <clears throat> I was thinking, oh, I can just get another one. And when I finally went to do that, I couldn't, I ended up exchanging uh, messages with a Ravelver, Ravelver, Ravel, yes, who had um, just a little bit left um, of her skein. And she was kind enough to send it to me and I sent her, um, like Venmoed her some money for the shipping and what have you. So that, that was there. Then, um, so that finished that project off. I have one skein of the Malabrigo. I ended up having to find more of the Farmer's Daughter Silk Mohair Blend. And I have a little more of that and like a half skein more of that, um, of another Malabrigo in that colorway. So I don't know. It'll go in the, I'm not sure what to do with it. Um section. But any rate, so I needed a sock on the needles and I grabbed a, a zabber ball that has been in my stash from when I had two kids and I have six now. So, and my youngest is going to be four in the beginning of summer. And I started knitting on it while the kids were at our homeschool group. And you may have heard the four-year-old screech. Um, and I got a considerable amount done, about this much done. And I didn't like, I didn't like the fabric it was creating. I didn't like the yarn. When I went to slip it, I was over my foot. I was knitting top down. That's typically how I'll knit a sock. I didn't like the fit. And I was like, I'm not going to suffer. <laughs> or it's not suffering, but I'm not going to not enjoy something that I should be enjoying for another three inches of a um, ankle of the sock and then a foot and then a whole nother sock. So I frogged it in the car and, um, and I cast on with, um, Lichen and Lace, um, Sock Club. This is the Afterglow colorway and it was the January color. And so it's like a creamy base and has bits and spots of green and um, almost like little fireworks. So I started um, the Hermione Everyday Sock, which I don't know if I'm going to continue that on the top of the foot after I turn the heel, but I'll make that decision when I get there. So I cast this on, on, um, what is it called? Um, nine inch needles. Nine inch Chigu that I had bought to try. And I didn't have a lot of people have said their hand cramps and I cramped when using that sort of thing. 
and or that sort of needle size and I didn't have that I watched a few videos on how to hold the needles so that you wouldn't have that issue um, but I just couldn't get in a rhythm now I have read that some people um, struggle with knitting with them when they're doing complicated stitches but I don't know that um, a knitting purling rib or a modified rib is or what have you broken seed stitch or any of that is going to be count so what I thought I would do is if I decide to knit the foot as it just straight to the net, I might switch back over to them and see if they may be worth it so that's where we are with that um and then the other project I think I talked about it I was going to cast on a vest and in my hand spun this is fiber that I bought at Rhinebeck many years ago it is merino and silk and it is a cranberry is the name of the colorway um I want to say it was like mulberry fibers or something I don't even remember but um I was knit from the bottom up so I was getting making some progress and I started to look at what I was in the middle of doing for one of my daughters which would be a, like a Tompton jacket from Elizabeth Zimmerman but um, I modify the pattern to make it larger for her um, because she's not a toddler hold on while I grab the yarn that fell she's not a toddler anymore and um wanted something like a cardigan like that and so I was kind of knitting along on it but I was finding um the weight of the yarn the um because garter stitch eats a ton of yarn and the size of the needles when I was knitting it on US size 10s it was the drape of the fabric was and the spacing of the stitches was a little too much it was a little too loose of a gauge and when I brought it down to the nines it made like I needed something in between which didn't exist but the nines were more difficult for my hands to hold as a needle and were also I just dropped a stitch um, also made the fabric pretty dense and between that and the garter stitch just eating that yarn and the yarn is lovely it's yarn over which is a recycled yarn from Green Mountain Spinnery here in Vermont and um, I just wasn't knitting on it I was knitting like a row of it a, a, or two a night and then that's all my hands could handle on it so I thought <laughs> I bet she'll like this yarn that I'm working on and this is a dream to knit with so I wouldn't have had enough to do a full sweater for myself of what I spun um, it's actually it's just out of frame um, but I would have enough to knit a sweater for her so what I decided to do is um, using the yarn calculation not yarn but um, sweater calculations in knitting without tears by Elizabeth Zimmerman is I determined what I had cast on here and what my gauge was her measurements and what I would need to cast on for the sleeve so I'm going to knit the body up to about 15 inches 
um, which will take me to where I want that underarm portion to be because she wants it a little longer of a cardigan. And then I'm going to knit the sleeves um, and then join the sleeves. And then I hope to do a color work yoke. Now, part of me, the purest in me, let me grab this off the floor, wants the color work to be hand spun. But the logical person in me knows that that might not be feasible. So I think just fiber content would be reasonable. Um, so I had in the stash left over some Malabrigo Mecha, which is a little bulkier, but the it's a single ply. And even though it says bulky, I have not found it to bloom out. Um, and I really think it would make the yoke fine. I will, no, I'm not going to lie. I was going to say I'll swatch and see, but I'll probably decide and just throw something in there. But that's kind of what I'm thinking. I might go through my bips and bobs up here and may found something else. But what I am going to pepper, the color work pattern that I'm going to put there is going to be the same color work chart um, that I'm going to use for my sweater. And let me see if I can see if there's a picture here that doesn't divulge. There, I'll cover it up. Um, so this is another Jennifer Steingratz pattern and it has, I don't know, roses and what have you on the yoke. And so the late, the lace repeat, the color work repeat for it is how many? It's a 20 stitch repeat. So I'm going to be knitting it over 200 stitches basically. So it should work out fine. The downside of it is going to be because because I was doing one thing and now I'm doing another, in order for me to steak, I'm going to lose some of that color work in the center. I, um, I can go ahead and uh, swap in a garter stitch um, space down the center, which I think I will do just so I have a visual. And then, then I can just follow that bump for the part that I've knit um, below it in stockinette. And follow along and have a good idea. Um, so one of the groups um, that I'm in on uh, Facebook, there was, there's been a lot of talk about steaking and, um, and steaking is my preferred method. And I know there's some new books out on color work where a lot of the patterns are knit flat and it's, um, an interview I saw with one of the designers said that it was making it more approachable for newer knitters. However, I, my personal experience has been that it is not easier to knit um, the garment flat, a colorwork garment flat at all. Um, and while while you can do it, wouldn't it 
be more advantageous to knit something that's going to stay in the round and then work up to steaking then trying to purl and strand and maintain tension all at the same time um, so I don't know where uh, I stand on that and I'm not a designer so I don't have to make um, those decisions on how to make my process more approachable or better for um, newer knitters or what have you but um, so if you are newer I definitely am finding the way that's most comfortable for you to knit it but if you can at all knit in the round for color work there's a reason why in my opinion why generationally it it's been done that way it's it is a more approachable and fluid way of doing that so um and then i <laughs> burst through the bottom of two socks this week um, now these socks are probably you'll see the toe repair um, these socks are 15 no 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 11 years old or so so i just picked up and knit with some scrap um yarn from the scrap yarn land and fixed and went ahead and fixed that so what is next what is like the next project so the jennifer uh stein gas sweater let me pronounce it properly stein gas um and i believe it's sea grove sea love sea it's not written on this one it's written on the two pages that aren't upstairs with me um i'm gonna knit that i cast on and the reason i cast on is because <laughs> my eyes are not as good as they once were and I didn't want to um, be fiddling with a cast on this evening if I if I do finish the sleeve of this one and um, fiddling with a cast on and counting and um, it, with low light so what I decided to cast on with is the Nutidin because I'm casting on at the sleeve. And so this is a Nutidin. It is a ball that is wound using two strands of unspun Nutidin. And so the um, yoke of the sweater, the ribbing at the yoke, the ribbing at the sleeve, and the ribbing at the hem, maybe not the hem, I don't know, will be this Nutidin. And then it will be these cakes of unspun Norwegian wool. Um, so this heathered gray, and then the other has little bits of Angelica um, spun into it. Not spun, but draft, not spun. Drafted? Drafted into it? Yes. Um, and I can feel a lot of spinning wool. Uh, wool um Sydney a lot of um oils still on the fiber did you just hear that um anyway so those are going to be held doubled I'm thinking I will wind a not a center pole ball in it but wind a ball of the two like the Nutidin is 
or I may pull from two cakes. We'll see. The other option I have is to take some of this. Well, now it's like it's spreading out everywhere. Here. Some of this Plymouth tweed that was left over from a friend's project here. And it's a Plymouth tweed. And I'm thinking I may knit uh, my daughter a sweater cricket. It's, um, I saw it at the Green Mountain Spinnery um, booth at Rhinebeck. So I may do that, but we'll see. I'm not exactly sure. Um, she's not wearing sweaters a lot around the house. She doesn't wear them out typically. Let me grab this off the floor. Um, she has a coat that I sewed and hand embroidered for her and that she wears quite frequently. So I don't know if I, I know that if I got this other sweater and with the unspun and the Nutidin off the needles, I plan on sticking it. Um, I will put a center um, steak band in it since I am planning ahead. And, um, but I'm casting on a sleeve, so I don't need to even, um, consider how many stitches I am going to add or what have you. Typically when I do a sweater that I'm converting from, um, uh, a pullover to a cardigan for a steak, I usually add five stitches on a worsted weight or D, you know, maybe even a DK. I have a video on here where I'm steaking the throwback sweater and the reason I used the machine to for that steak is the wool that I'm using or that I had used for that was a superwash. It's Madeline Tosh and it doesn't grip onto itself in the same way that a really woolly wool rustic yarn would. Um, so when I seek this unspun, I may go ahead and needle felt that, um, along where I'm going to seek. And so if I do a different technique for that, I will surely post, um, another little video. I linked the video I had on a Facebook group because the question was brought up about if you would reinforce it with machine stitches. The other um, steak I've done with machine has been um, a pattern that was from Schoolhouse Press, which is um, Meg Swanson um, and Elizabeth Zimmerman. When, and that was a color um, work, all over color work. And there was a steak for the arm, the set-in sleeve, and a steak uh, for the cardigan. So that was just like, we cut the heck out of that knitting. Um, and that I knit in Barocco Vintage, which has some acrylic to it. It was knit for my now eldest child who just got the forager sweater. Um, but when I knit it for her, she was five. <laughs> so um, anyhow, so, uh, that I definitely reinforced because the acrylic isn't going to grab onto anything. Um, it was acrylic and wool. So I had an acquisition, um, very small one. I'm sorry for the crinkling. 
um, from the, well, it's inverted, from the woolly thistle. And I had been, I had worn a, and here it's a little sweater closure. I had worn a wrap style cardigan um, that was last week or two weeks ago, I think it's been. And I was using a shawl pin and I think I mentioned, and if I didn't, I'm remiss and should have, that it's very difficult for me to wear like a shawl pin and continue on my day-to-day -day activities, like grab logs for the fire, like I'm stabbing myself with a shawl pin. So these Norwegian sweater closures, they're pewter and they clasp and it's not a buttonhole on your sweater or your garment. And I think it's gonna be, um, a good option. Um, I'm sorry about them being particularly rambunctious today. Um, I think it's going to be a really good option for that um, process for me is for that that particular sweater and and perhaps others. I don't know. Um, so I put a few things in my Ravelry queue this week. Uh, I was looking at a lot of Plotilopi patterns um, because of the cakes of Norwegian wool that I had. I was trying to find what I thought might fit in there. Um, I wasn't sure whether I was going to knit it single or held double. Um, and actually, I'm still not 100% sold on that it's going to be double. The Newtodin is definitely yeah the new to din the new to din is half the size almost I think let me see um my kids are jumping around downstairs and on the old wood floors I hear it and it's so distracting to me anyway um so that is the Norwegian and then the uns, the Nutadin is about that. I guess it's about the same. It just feels lighter, maybe? I don't know. I guess I'll have an idea as I start to knit. Um, one thing I did learn with the Nutadin, because I had cast on the Moreland mittens in it, is it doesn't like to be frogged a heck of a lot. Um, so I had a little bit of a trouble with a cast on with the Nutadin and with the unspun in general. And um, a few people said they had zero problems with a long tail cast on. Um, I didn't, I didn't like the edge of it. So when I cast on in the new to den, the little edge piece here on the base of the what would be the cuff of the sleeve I wasn't thrilled with and so because I knew that with the Moreland mittens when I cast those on and just was not feeling that I was think the the yarn took a little bit more for me to get used to and I had knit with Plotilope years ago but um it was this was coming apart way more and I was probably nervous about it because it was so hard to get the Nutitin and waiting for shop updates and what have you. So I probably had ten was tense about it. But at any rate, um, 
I was kind of struggling there. And then when I was looking at the pattern, I was thinking, how am I going to cable this? If I'm struggling to like knit a rib, I have zero business cabling this. And that's why I decided to like frog what was there. So, um, I had asked online and the general consensus was the knit on, um, as a cast on. And, um, I thought that might be a good option. I really, when I cast on using long tail and didn't like the way it looked, I thought maybe a German cast on would be nice because I'm going right into a one by one rib, but I couldn't get the plotolopia, uh, but the nutidin to behave for me in doing that. It was just, I couldn't hold it the way I typically would, would and tension it and pull, etc. So I think if I, if I were holding it with a lace weight, then maybe I would have a little more leeway. And that was also discussed in the thread as to whether or not to hold the Plutolupia or the Notoden with a lace weight and then not continue that, just hold it during the cast on. And that is definitely something that I would um, consider going forward, um, working with that kind of yarn. Um, 100% would consider that. So I that concludes like my knitting portion. I have not been crocheting. I have, I don't think I have done, I've spun. I've been spinning the chocolate cover, covered, <laughs> chocolate, I don't even like chocolate, but um, the chocolate colored merino that was drafted um years ago in sacramento actually um but at any rate so the so i'm still spinning that i have one full bobbin the bobbin that's on the wheel right now is almost totally full and then i'll spin another bobbin and i'm just gonna ply like that because i don't have um, my other bobbins from my loom and things here so I'm gonna spin three and ply three. And normally when I'm spinning a lot of wool for a big project, I will spin and then kind of shuffle my bobbins around so that I'm not, um, I'm having a more consistent yarn that's totaling the 1800 yards or 1500 yards or whatever it is that I want. Um, but I don't have a bobbin winder here and I really, um, it looks as though my spinning is pretty even this time around, so I feel fairly comfortable. I'm thinking that, or my hope is that it can become the Billy pullover, um, because I do, I have a, the, the Cinnamon Girl cardigan, which is all over cabling, which I love. Um, I believe that's by Amy Christophers, maybe? Is it Christopher's? Christopher's? Um, but I'm not entirely sure uh, if that's what that's going to become. Well, but I'll spin. I'll, I'll keep going. Um, the two fleeces that I brought to White River Junction Fiber Mill, and they're, I didn't realize they had just opened this last year, but at any rate, I brought them to them to be pin drafted, and there were two. One was the chocolate a chocolate color, colored merino and that 
um, because of the un, it was ranked well in the fleece in Rhinebeck, but it had uneven staple length. And so there was a little bit of a concern as to whether or not it would go through the pin drafter drafting machine well or not. And so I said, well, let's just see what happens. Well, it turned out that the seven pound oatmeal colored fleece was the one that couldn't go through. The staple length on it was just too long. So I'm trying not to be exceedingly disappointed because that means I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to spin this. Now, so if you have some sort of insight as just like, I'm talking like a seven inch staple length of this merino, very fine. And I am not opposed to combing it, although combing is not my favorite preparation. Um, and I'm going to be very honest about that. I was hoping to avoid hand carding, that's why I was going to have it drafted at the mill and just enjoy the spinning process. So would you or recommend, or in your experience, um, asking like online in my local community to see if someone has a drum carder and maybe they would be willing to like have me drum card a couple bats and spin from them or um, hand carding rollads and like fill a basket and then work from that and then go hand card more. I mean, seven pounds is a lot in, uh, to, to kind of work through. And like I said, I really don't want to have to do it, but I'm wondering with that staple length, should I really be taking advantage of that staple length and spinning it uh, worsted and not woolen? So at any rate, so that's where we are with spinning. I have not sewn anything. Um, I've been braiding the, the rug. I think it's about at four and a half feet by three and a half feet right now. So my goal is by next weekend to have it be um, up another foot. So five and a half by four and a half is the goal. Um, which as the further you expand outward, the more material and longer that process takes because it's getting bigger and bigger. So, you know, it's eating up more and more material. And I don't cut my wool a lot um, ahead. Um, as a sewist, I look at the wool and value it in more than just as a braider. So um, I kind of like I'm gonna hold off a little and cut as I go. This way, if I happen to have a considerable amount left of a certain pattern or what have you, I can make a cute little jumper um, for the youngest or something along those lines um, with it. So, um, yeah, in the sewing front, I'll put these up here, the class. And the sewing front, um, I got the wool kit from Primitive Gatherings. And um, this, I think, is the January, not January, de December box. And um, it's for hand applique for with using wool. And it's creating blocks. So I'm not exactly sure what it's going to ultimately become. I think what I need to do with it 
is this open. I'll open the packages would probably help, but um, like some of the pieces, the blocks have flannel. Um, they're a brushed flannel, and then you're putting wool on top of the flannel, which is is common. Um, and some of the blocks that come are all wool. So I think what I'm going to do is work on them and put them aside. Um, I don't think I have any in Vermont of the cases I usually use for my quilt things, but they're the 12 inch by 12 inch or 10, like a cat like freaked out on the stairwell. Uh, or a 10 inch by 10 inch um, scrapbooking case and it's perfect for keeping the blocks flat and safe not um, the edges aren't fraying and what have you so we're I don't know I've just been really focused on the, the knitting and I I think I'm gonna have to look in my Ravelry but I think this Vintersol uh, might be done in less than a week or a week and that would be really, really, that's really awesome to me to knit a um, full-size garment with color work in that period of time. But nope, it's going to be more than a week because I had gone to the LYS last week to work on the yoke. Um, with the, there's always women knitting there and, or people knitting there. And so it was nice to just get out for a little bit and that's what I did. Um, so I had just cast on the day or two before that. So it'll be about a week and a half. So I may set myself a goal for the other sweater to be done in a week. We'll see. Anyway, so um, thank you again for listening or watching. And um, if you would, um, hit the like and subscribe. It's helpful for the algorithms and for the channel and um, encouraging. Then to say the least, um, leave a comment if you so wish, especially if you have some insight of something um, that I might have missed or um, that you'd like to hear. Otherwise, I can be found as Sydney Knits on Ravelry or um, emailed at the Podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, have a fantastic week and stay safe.